It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Casey. Last week, we had a wacky and in-depth discussion of Ren and Stimpy, a uh, very off-the-beaten-path sort of bizarre Nicktoon, but we had a lot of fun with that. We also put out our weekly Twitter poll asking if you would join the Royal Canadian Kilted Yaksman. You guys overall said no, but it was it was pretty close with uh, 52% to 48%. So a lot of you guys are willing to go to hell as your reward for joining. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed by you guys. The, when the Royal Canadian Kilted Yaksman call, you you go. <laughs> you know, you, you when you're called to serve, you must. Uh, you're a little you're honored, honestly, I think. But, you yeah. know, it's okay. Some of you guys are, you know, wimps. I'm not, I'm not judging. Have fun in heaven or wherever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. What a weird thing. <laughs> All right, this week we are covering the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, the 2004 classic. I'm going to issue a correction, like with the New York Times or something. Like, like anyone holds what we say accountable. But I did say 2005 last week, but it is a 2004 movie, and I deeply regret that error. Yeah, I personally would never listen to this podcast again, given how terrible of a horrendous error that was. But I hope that you guys remember that I'm still a podcast and I've never said something so terrible. And so you keep listening. Very fair. Um, well, thanks so much for tuning in. Now let's get started. Hey, all you goobers. It's time to say hi. To your favorite undersea peanut, Goofy Goober! All right, as we said before, we will be discussing the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Was originally i guess not aired it was originally uh shown in theaters november 19th 2004 and in this lively animated adventure undersea oddball spongebob squarepants and his starfish friend patrick embark on a quest to clear the name of mr krabs the owner of the Krusty crabs restaurant who has been framed for stealing the crown of ocean deity king neptune Leaving the familiar confines of Bikini Bottom, Spongebob and Patrick venture out towards Shell City, where they hope to find Neptune's crown, but numerous obstacles stand or float in their way. And I just want to say at first how much better written the synopses are for movies that were in theaters than, like, the wiki summaries of episodes that we usually use. Like, that was riveting. Yeah. I mean, you've got to imagine that that's probably written by, like, somebody who's actually paid to do it, maybe, <laughs> even. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. at some point, movie synopses have to be... Synopses? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I, have to be I, I just written. love the, like, moniker Undersea Oddball for Spongebob. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's great. It's accurate. It's just... It's, mu- it's much better than the usual just complete run-on sentences that sometimes don't even explain what's going on. Right, right. But... I'm going to go ahead and start off by saying, and we say this a lot, but if you haven't seen this movie and you are any amount of a Spongebob fan, then you have to see this movie. It's required viewing, yeah. Um, And again, I, I know we say that all the time, but this one I really, really, truly mean it. Like, you, you can't be a Spongebob fan and not have seen this film. It's 
It's just, ugh, it's so good. And we'll, we'll get into all the great things, but there, there were some things that maybe weren't quite as funny as when I was a kid. Right. I'm willing to admit that. But overall, I think it just does such a great job of being the SpongeBob movie and does everything that I wanted the SpongeBob movie to do. That's a perfect way to say it. Yeah, and like, my favorite thing about the SpongeBob movie is how unapologetically dumb it is. I think I commented just the words, so dumb, like five times, but I was always laughing. Like, it's just stupid funny. It's like a modern Monty Python in a way. I don't know. It's just so dumb. Yeah, and and it's okay with that, you know? Yes. Um, I think also what I liked about it is, and we talked about the Hey Arnold movie fairly recently, right? And it tried to be a big, exciting movie more than it tried to be Hey Arnold. I feel like this did a good job of both being a big, exciting movie and being SpongeBob. Like, it, it is different enough, I guess, from the show that it's exciting, but also the characters are all true to themselves, and it keeps all of the things that you love about Spongebob. You know, like, it keeps all that stupid humor um, going for you. There's also... I'm, I'm going to go ahead. We're just going to skip around all over the place. That's how this show works, right? Um, I have been outspoken as to my lack of love for songs, generally, uh-huh. in, uh, in cartoon-related things. But I think that all of the songs that are in this movie should be there, deserve to be there, and do a great job at just putting me in a great mood. Yeah, and they aren't even... You know, they are non-diegetic songs. They are they are not sung naturally with it. Well, I don't know. The, the SpongeBob universe kind of complicates that, doesn't it? Because they are really singing, aren't they? You know, like... Yeah, <laughs> It's I, I just mean, a world the, in which the... you can do that. I guess that's fair. I guess it's not... Yeah, it it is a little bit complicated. Because how else do they escape the monsters if they're not singing? (laughs) Yeah, they pretty much have to be, I guess. It's just that the power of song works there. And at the end, Spongebob is undoubtedly, literally rocking out on a guitar, right? That just does happen. (laughs) Oh man. So So we I guess we should kinda go like big picture in order, just a few couple key points. With our movie yeah. discussions, you know, we take a lot of notes and we could discuss this for hours, but we don't wanna do that and you don't wanna hear it. So like we'll just give our talking points, you know? Yeah, um, and I think again, m- most people have probably seen this movie. I think even if you weren't that big into SpongeBob, probably if you were near our age, I think the vast majority of people have. So we don't we don't need to go over every single thing, but all that said, I do think there's a solid plot in this one. Oh yeah, it's I think it's super riveting and like the framing device is really fun. The we start with these real life pirates and they sing can I just say, like, as a music director, a glorious rendition of the SpongeBob theme song. <laughs> oh, it's it gets you pumped. And it, they, like, they sound good. They sound like a classic, like, all-male Rodgers and Hammerstein ensemble. Like, it's that baritone sort of thing. The arrangement is really piratey and more fun. They somehow managed to take a really piratey song and make it even more about pirates, which you gotta <laughs> tip your hat. That's just amazing. Ugh. And it's it sets it up 
so well. Like, you, you just are, you are as pumped as these pirates are <laughs> to see this movie. And truthfully, when this movie was coming out, it was a pretty big phenomenon. It was like, huge. It was huge. Everybody saw it. Like, even, you know, maybe not adult adults, but definitely, like, teens were... It was not lame to say that you were going to go see the Spongebob movie. Not at all. Not at all. Um, not that I'm saying it should be in general, but, you know, like, societally yeah. accepted to say, like, yes, I'm going to go see the Spongebob movie, and everyone was like, yep, and it, that's it got the thing good to do. Too. Like, there are movies from my childhood where I'll look them up on, like, Rotten Tomatoes and see, like, I don't know, Pokemon, the first movie, has, like, a 13% critics rating or something, and you just want to curl up and cry. It's like, is everything a lie? I thought that was so good. Um, but the Spongebob movie held up, and not that, you know, kids' movies aim to please the critics, but that, it seems like the consensus was mostly what you said, Ashley, that, like, it is it is exactly what the SpongeBob SquarePants movie needs to be. Yes. And all right, I guess you know what? Let's dive into sort of just the overarching big plot concepts because I think I think there's a couple of things that are important to to talk about. Uh first off, the beginning sort of opening scene once we get into the actual, you know, show itself, they're discussing who's going to be the new manager. For the Krusty Krab 2, which is identical to the original Krusty Krab, and right next door. So we're starting out strong. <laughs> which in and of itself is so great. <laughs> Actually, hold on. I do need to backtrack. Sorry, sorry. First, before that, we're in Spongebob's dream. Yes, we have to talk about the spy dream. And it is... It is so good. Just so, so good. I really you would get... watch a spinoff show of just Spongebob doing, like, detective work about Krabby Patties, because I was that compelled. It was riveting, and the, the music is so intense, and... And he's you know, so there's smooth, like... he's so uncharacteristically Spongebob. Basically, the premise of the dream is, you know, he's standing outside the Krusty Krab, Mr. Krabs is panicking, there are reporters, there's a big crowd of nervous people, and Mr. Krabs is like, alright, you know, I forget the wording exactly, but basically the premise is the guy ordered a cheeseburger and it came without any cheese and so he's like quivering with this burger just like freaking out spongebob runs in he's got this like kit of tools and condiments and like parts of the patty and he's like all right man so what's your name and i forget what he says his name is brad or something uh no it's oh god i should know this too he's like Phil, I think. He's like, come on, Phil, let's talk about that family. Phil's like, my name's name's Phil. He starts crying, and Spongebob, like, snaps in his face, like, come on, Phil, get back to that family. Tell me about that family. He's, like, (laughs) a combination of a detective and, like, some sort of uh, emergency service person, you know, just staying with you. And he's like, all right, Phil, I'm going to need you to say, I'm going to need you to do something, Phil, to help me out. He's like, okay. I need you to say cheese and he slaps the cheese onto the burger it's oh it's amazing it's so well done that that too like it, it's the perfect flavor of dumb you know like <laughs> the idea of spending all this this time and effort on a scene where he's literally just putting cheese on a burger is it stupid yes but it's so well done and uh just every everything about it and and then we have the sort of final conclusion they're all you know, the whole town is around him, all cheering for him, and it goes like, hip, hip, and then it's just his alarm clock sound instead, and it's, it's great. 
you know, I forgot how many moments in this movie were from the movie. I really, I would hear quotes and be like, oh, I could have sworn that was from, like, an episode. You know, it's such a quotable film. It It is. And, again, I think because of how how many times one I've seen it and two just how big it was is that these lines do blend in with the show right that a lot of the moments are kind of indistinguishable from just being a part of the show right is it obviously its own separate thing yes but I just feel like it it stays so true in so many ways um oh when Spongebob is about to start his day and he pops over to annoy Squidward in the shower and Squidward's like can't this wait until work Spongebob goes well there's no shower at work (laughs) like the shower (laughs) is pivotal to his interruption (laughs) just good stuff yeah it's I'm trying to avoid just talking about everything because there's so there's so many moments Mm -hmm. um we then do, we, we go over to Plankton for a bit and he's just getting super upset about how successful Krabs is. And he's like, I've gone through all of my plans from A to Y. <laughs> and okay. then uh, Karen, his computer wife, is like, what about Z? And he's like, Z? As though he's never heard of that letter of the alphabet. Again, we're, we're just, we're dealing with the dumb, but it's just so, it's so gold. The idea that he didn't consider a letter of the alphabet's existence. Well, well, also, can we just briefly think for a minute? So, he came up with this plan, right? He must have. If it's in this file cabinet. Right, these yeah. are all of his he plans. he just forgot about the letter Z. Unless these plans, he didn't even come up with them. Like, They're just they just here? exist. Oh, it's, it's so bizarre and great. <laughs> but plan Z is by far much better than any of the uh, previous plans. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, starting out with, I think he just like goes ahead and freezes Krabs, right? Like there's not. Oh no, no, he steals the he steals the crown and then he gets. Yeah. Mr. Krabs gets frozen. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, Neptune. So yes. uh, yeah, because he's about to light him on fire. It's uh, I was about to make a horrible reference. I still will. It's you know, it's almost like this movie is its own song of ice and fire. Oh no! <laughs> Come on, because we got guys. I don't even blame you if you stop listening right now. I <laughs> Come on, credit where credit is due. There's songs <laughs> and there's ice and fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so yeah, he uh, Plankton steals the crown, blames it on Mr. Krabs with this amazing voicemail that he has his buddy leave for Mr. Krabs. Oh it's like, God! Hey, it's, so uh, it's Sheldon. The uh, the guy you asked to steal Neptune's crown, you know, the crown, Neptune's crown. And so, yeah, the crown is, uh, it's stolen, Neptune's crown. And <laughs> yeah, it's in uh, Chelsea. I just wanted to thank yeah. you again for uh, giving me Neptune's crown. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's another, again, there's just so many brilliant moments that still get me now. Yeah. And, and then we have Scarlett um, Johansson as uh, Neptune's daughter. What's her name? Trisha? Um, uh, maybe. No, Mindy. Mindy. I don't know why I thought Trisha. Um, okay, also, why, and, and maybe it's just, is it just because different voice actors are hard to, like, why, why have these big name actors I think to get adults do these voices. The movie, or to be a little more interested, you know? I guess, but like, like, even as for an a adult second, I considered seeing the Emoji movie just because of the cast, and that was well okay. before I knew how bad it was, but. I was about to ask, do you think, like, as an adult now, 
hearing a grade A cast makes you more inclined, but I guess uh, the answer to that is yes. It does. And also, I'm disappointed that you ever wanted to see the emoji I didn't want to. I was like, oh man, I do like Patrick Stewart. Turns out he had four lines in the whole thing, so like... Dull bullet dodged. We also have Jeffrey Tambor as Neptune, which I never heard as a kid because I didn't like know Arrested Development or anything. But sure. He, it's so clear and it's so great. And then Alec Baldwin is Dennis, the bounty hunter that Plankton sends after SpongeBob. Yes, and, and uh, he's great. He's awesome. Yeah. And then we of course have the Hasselhoff moment, which is which you forgot about. We I have to publicly shame you for forgetting about them riding okay, the Hasselhoff. It, it's not like I like saw it and I was like, "What's happening in this movie?" It's just that like I forgot, you know, like it just didn't. Like I was thinking about the SpongeBob movie and I was thinking about all the great things that were happening, and the Hasselhoff just did not, did not, come to my mind immediately. Right. But. Okay, oh, Ashley, I have an idea to both speed up this discussion and cover more ground. Why don't we just, like, bullet point back and forth, like, brief little quotable moments that we loved. Yes, okay, so where are we at right now? So, oh, God, it's hard. It's hard. And and we could. We could probably talk as long as this movie exists. (laughs) But um, I think we need to talk about the... um, okay okay if, if you have something you you say your I moment do. first the concept of neptune being so ashamed of being bald and everyone <laughs> being so intense about it is amazing and that the crown is he's he loves the crown so much because it covers his bald spot not because he's the king it's great just great writing agreed agreed um another great moment is they they uh they go to the gas station and there's these two guys who just keep making fun of them and they're like you're not even gonna last 10 seconds over the county line and they go over like it's like this clear cut line between like paradise and misery they go over the line and immediately this guy's like i'm gonna uh out of the car fellas and he's so casual he's just like you know the drill (laughs) and they just get out of it and uh they just lose their car and they're like how how long was that and they're like 12 seconds and they 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 like start celebrating like ha Patrick, told you we could last more than 10 seconds Patrick pulls out an air horn and it starts blasting it over and over again gold it's very ahead gold. of its time that was before youtube even oh man um okay i love the fact that plankton is listening in onto the conversation at the crusty crab on a public phone <laughs> and like how would that even work yep uh, there's no logic in this world, Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, let's see. Well, just the whole, they go into this honestly terrifying bar. It's like where a, everyone's the just, diviest of dive bars. They're just beating each other up, like, relentlessly. And they go to the bathroom, start up bubbles, and they have this entire really cute bubble party. They're, like, juggling it and stuff, and apparently having a bubble in this bar is just really shameful and all bubble blowing babies will be beaten senseless by every able-bodied patron in the bar that's their motto yes, that they all that know. is that is the golden line i think it's also a little bit funny they sort of play the oh god sorry i i keep i keep being terrible we gotta talk about spongebob being drunk though oh jeez, you're so right yeah <laughs> Yeah, just the whole goofy goober thing. It's like Chuck E. Cheese meets alcoholism. (laughs) I don't know where I would ever say that, except in discussing this movie. 
<laughs> waiter! Waiter! Yeah. And Patrick it's... is, like, encouraging him to keep drinking. And then they black out and wake up at 8 a.m. In... Yeah. He's like, I want to go home, buddy. Technically, he only eats ice cream, but it is it is thinly veiled oh, at best that it is him getting drunk. Yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. Um, the reason that I had a backtrack there, though, is they, they listened then to the Goofy Goober song, and eventually two of the other people speak up. Or actually, it's, a two-headed it's one. Person, yes. Yeah. Goofy, Goofy, Goober, Goober, yeah! They get their car back. Um, yeah. And Patrick so that, is that like, whole... when they first get the pot car, another a sort of out-of-order quote, Patrick goes, wait, how can you drive this? You don't have a license. And SpongeBob delivers this like it's the coolest line in the world, and it's so lame. He goes, you don't need a license to drive a sandwich. <laughs> so great. So incredibly uh... great. Um, Five days away by car. Let's talk about that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, they're like looking at the sign and they're like, oh, it's only five days away to Shell City. And then they're like a tumbleweed or something rolls out of the way and it says, by car. And I'm like, there's so many things. There's so many things about that sign. One, how many times have you seen a street sign that says this many days? Yeah. They don't know exactly depends what speed you're traffic, driving at. Depends on speed. Yeah, right. On the so so they, miles. And yeah. I get that like plot wise, it's not. It's not, it doesn't work. Right. And also, obviously by car. One, it's next to a road, and two, just obviously. Like. Right. And five days is, like, the exact amount of time they have. Yes. <laughs> and it's, again, it's not trying to be serious. It's just, right. it's just another funny moment there. Yeah. Um, the bubble blowing sequence is great. Yes. When they're in the bathroom at the dive bar. Yes, yes. Not much more to say um, than that. Um, oh, it's and then, yeah, the whole B plot that... with the buckets. Oh, right. Yeah, he's... Oh, God, he, he has this moment, so, like, I forget who's talking to him. It might even just be a random person or something, but somebody says, like, oh, he's giving them away with... Uh, Plankton's giving them away with um, free with every Krabby baddie. And then Squidward does one of those things where he... Sounds really surprised, but he says, like, literally every word back just out of order. He's like, Plankton? Hats? Krabby Patty? Giving? With? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's so well done. It's really great. And just seeing Squidward without Spongebob for a while is kind of refreshing. I don't know why. I just, I liked, he doesn't just get to do his I'm annoyed bit, you know? Yeah. He, you know... He gets his moments to himself. And also you see that he's actually genuinely concerned when the Krabby Patty gets stolen. You know, that he does care about some things in this world. Right. At least a little. Okay, uh, the old lady and the sea monsters. That thing is terrifying. The old lady thing specifically is... Jeez, it's really messed up when her, like, head rips off. Well, because it's not her head, it's like his tongue, right? right? But we don't know that, and it looks really... Creepy yeah. and un- unsettling. And um, then it's great when they chase him over a cliff and then another sea creature eats it and then another sea creature eats that one. And it's just yes. the longest, creepiest thing in the world. And then, um, leading into that, we have the moment where they freak out. They realize they're kids. After all, Patrick admits to wearing goofy goober underwear. That he's never washed. And he, he, like, runs and trips and falls, and it's, it's the saddest thing. Like, his pants around his ankles, and he just trips and falls and starts crying. 
and Mindy has to sort of jump in here, and that's where we get to, we basically, we, we build up to our first amazing song. Mindy puts seaweed, makes them into mustaches, more or less, um, says that they're men now, and we get just, just a beautiful, beautiful song of them singing about how now they're men. It's a great song, and I love that it does that classic musical theater thing where they're singing, you know, now that we're men, da-da-da-da-da-da. And then we have the pronoun change when the monsters sing it. <laughs> now that they're men, <laughs> they yes. have facial hair, or whatever it is. Oh yeah, now that now they're that men, they're we can't bother them. <laughs> oh, it's so now good. Now that they're men, we have become their friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Um, And then... I don't know why this always makes me, like, way more sad than it should, but they get out of the trench, and Spongebob's like, oh, we, we escaped, like, we we made it through everything, even the hideous, disgusting monsters, and the whole group that was just singing just looks so disappointed and sad, and they just, they go back into their trench, and I don't know why, like, it, it shouldn't make me any kind of actually sad, but every time, yeah, I just feel for those monsters, man. I know, I know. So I remember we're all at about the one hour mark in the movie, and I remember it just thinking, this flew, flew by. It's so easy to watch and effortless. The plot's easy to follow, but it does send Spongebob on a logical hero's journey that doesn't feel forced, which is a pretty impressive feat. Hey Arnold doesn't quite do that. Yeah, and... Uh, there's so there's so much to it, you know? Like, even looking back at this now, that. A lot happens. I mean, we, we've been talking for I don't know how long, but... 23 minutes. 23 minutes, right, straight, and we have not ran out of great moments, and we've skipped a lot, Oh, too. yeah, we barely talked about Dennis, uh, who basically is just on their trail the whole time, and then he and gets squished by a bigger... He has this big boot. Bigger boot. And then he's about to kill SpongeBob and Patrick, and then he gets squished by a bigger boot. They freak out, but then they're excited, <laughs> And then they get captured by this, like, scuba diver in, like, this old, like, ancient mariner getup. I do want to briefly say, um, Dennis specifically was ordered by Plankton to step on them, and I just think that's sort of a funny turn of events right, there. Right, because Spongebob steps on Plankton at the beginning. Right, and presumably that happens often in his life in general, but, yeah. uh, yeah, so, so the diver, they call him Cyclops, I guess, and... Took me, like, I didn't really get it as a kid, but, like, I guess it's supposed to be because it's like having one eye, right? Like, because he just has the diver's mask on. Yeah, yeah, and he, they get taken to Shell City, the gift shop. We don't know that it is. Shell uh, City. Until they are slapped onto, like, a sl- uh, desk, and they're under a heat lamp, and they're drying up, and Patrick keeps going, Shell City. SpongeBob's He's like, like yeah, yeah, the place that I never got yeah. to. Shell City. Exactly, buddy. Shell City. Okay, now you're starting to bum me out, Patrick. And he's like, no, look, Shell City. Yeah. And they realize that they made it's a it. gift shop. They made it the whole time. And they, they, they feel accomplished because they made it, even though they're about to die. And they start singing this slow, awful version of the Goofy Goober song. And it's pretty upsetting. We're all goofy. Hoovers, yeah. But then what, their it's tears so, bring them so back good. to life? Well, it's it's actually, it's not just their tears. They they each cry one tear. Yeah, and it forms a heart. That becomes a heart, yes. 
It be the tear of the goofy goobers. I don't know why that line sticks with me specifically. It's... Yeah, one of the pirates. We cut back to the pirates for the first time since the beginning, and they're all weeping. And then they're like, wait! Yeah, it be the tear of the goofy goobers. <laughs> Amazing. And then they they come back to life. And I love this, this scene, too. Just all of the sort of... Because to clarify, too, um, all of the things in the gift shop are, like, real-life sort of dried out things right like um you know like there's um porcupine fish or whatever that's all like just dried up and whatnot and so they become like dried up starfish and the sponge but then uh well the tear the tears sets off the sprinklers so everything gets sprayed with water and as things sort of get revitalized they become animated and i just think that's so much fun for sure. Yeah, the mariachi band, of course. And now, have we talked about Mindy much? Um, we don't even talk about her too much, because she's in, like, three scenes, really. I remember her being in more, but... Yeah, I felt like she was, too, She's but... barely in it. And so, basically, yeah, she's Neptune's daughter. She's, you know, it, she basically gets Spongebob the mercy that he wants, you know? And then she meets up with them. Why does she find them again, just to help them? Um, yeah... Well, she... She gives him the bag of little, wind. I was gonna say, it's a little weird, because technically, if she could have gotten there so quickly, which she does, that probably she should have should have been able to just get to Shell City, right? Right. Yeah, In, like, half true. the time. That is a bit But of a it's plausible. fine. It's fine. But she does give them a bag of wind that she says will be very important. And then, when Spongebob and Patrick escape Shell City, they're running on the beach, and that, I remember that moment blowing my mind that they, like, are are in real life, but still animated. I thought that... And the animation of this whole movie is excellent. Oh, yeah. Much, much higher quality than the show. And to be expected, it's higher budget, right? right. But it shows. For sure. Um, all right, we should probably wrap this up. But, yeah, the gag I was getting to, Spongebob's like, Patrick, you still got that that bag of wind? And Patrick gives him a thumbs up, turns around, and you see it sticking out of the back of his shorts, or what, you, you see a bulge of it. And then he holds, he goes, got it right here, and he holds it in his hands, but the bulge is still there. And Spongebob's kind of nervously laughing, and Patrick's like, what? And he's like, oh, nothing. Like, what was that? What? <laughs> and then, of course, he screws up using the bag of winds, mm -hmm. which is where our classic Hasselhoff moment comes in. For, for no good reason, really, other than, I guess, Hasselhoff is always at the beach. Gotta be there. Mm -hmm. And he... You know, to speed things up, he ends up, I don't even know how to explain it. One, he's basically like a, like a, uh, a boat, right? Like he just skids across the water yep. and then he, he launches them just, with his pecs. Yeah. Just launches them straight up, straight up to the bottom like, of the wouldn't ocean. Wouldn't that be straight down? <laughs> I'm done with you. Fair enough. Um... And then, yeah, um, basically, Spongebob makes it back just in time. They they get launched right through the ceiling of the Krusty Krab 2, right? They're in the second one. I would imagine so, yeah, that sounds right. And uh, Spongebob basically gives this rousing speech, and he goes, you know, oh, what were the first two things? He was like, oh, yeah, we made it to Shell City. We rode the Hasselhoff. Um... Where what how, where does the some other third thing come in? He's saying, no, I feel like he says something about like maybe I'm not oh yeah an adult or I don't have something yeah or something or or some, some other of third our thing. third thing yeah. we're doing this line justice but it's funny trust it is, me it's hilarious you had to be there <laughs> 
And he then goes, uh, uh, he's, Plankton's like, okay, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? Whatever. It's time for Mr. Krabs to fry. And he goes, uh, okay, I'm almost done, but I'm, I'm, he's like, okay, all right, take it easy. I'm, what the scallop? And we then go into one of the greatest Spongebob songs of all time. I'm a goofy goober rock. Oh, it's, it's without a doubt, I think, just the perfect way to end this movie. It's a beautiful song. One, I didn't realize as a kid this was a parody. Yeah, of the of Twisted real Sisters, song. I Wanna Rock. Yeah, I didn't either. And then, yeah, we both had this experience, right? Where we heard it and we're like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, what is this? And like, obviously, once I heard it, I was like, okay, this must have been the original, but it threw me yeah. so hard. At first, I was like, why did someone cover the Goofy Goober song? And then I was like, why are the words different? Yeah. Why? Oh, <laughs> there uh, we go. And he's but, in like um, a wizard costume and he's like suspended from the air. And at the end, he's just hanging from some wires, you know, basically he uses the guitar to like the, the power of music to smash all of the chum bucket helmets that are on everyone's head controlling Bikini Bottom. That's really the main evil plot that Plankton is using all this chaos to take over Bikini Bottom. And so Spongebob saves the day with his song and by bringing the crown back so he did it and he then becomes manager i don't think we talked about that at all but it doesn't really matter yeah uh basically mr Krabs said that squidward should be manager because spongebob is too much of a kid and then he goes on the whole journey whatever and then he's like you know what you should be manager after all that's basically that yeah and i just have one concluding thought that captures the spirit of the movie for me where mindy and the spirit of our podcast where mindy says so what if you're not adults kids rule i I just love that line like of course it's service to like the kids who are seeing the movie but it's like you can be childish or childlike and have a sense of wonder and still do cool things i really liked that message yes i think i think that's probably a great line to end our discussion on it too but yes that is our podcast that is in a lot of ways what nicktoons are for us in general and god this this movie just it was as feel good as i ever wanted it to be and i'm so glad we've revisited it as am i all right shall we move on to our currently deadlocked season of trivia i guess we should We are tied up four to four. We are in our seventh round of trivia. So we are both four for six. Not a bad, or two for three, you know, like with our fractions reducing. Very <laughs> from good, last Casey. Week. Uh, Very good. Next week, we'll get into long division. Like, at, uh, like at AJ's place for dessert, right? Um, or no, it was something else. I thought it was long division. Yeah, that's I right. I was what confident. Was the correct answer. You know. Oh, it was even... multiplying fractions. Which is just such a lame set of math to do. It's fine. 
It's fine. Right, so I'm not we're tied salty. four to four. Uh, let's do this. All right. My question is a visual question related to the uh, the Goofy Goober Rock song at the end. Uh, so there's a moment where SpongeBob is sort of walking across a wall and he uses some TNT to break up a wall and a bunch of toys come out. You know what I'm talking about? Broadly yes. speaking here. And uh, my question is just, there's one, I would argue, leader of this group, but definitely the one that's in front. Um, it's a stuffed animal, and it is a stuffed what? Is it a stuffed bunny, a stuffed penguin, a stuffed bear, or a stuffed monkey? My impulse was bear, but I don't think it'll be a bear. Uh, so it's, I don't think it's a penguin or a monkey. So bunny or bear? I'm gonna say bunny, final answer. And that is correct. Correct. For the record, there is a uh, there's a penguin in the background. That's why I went with that. Ah. It's a little strange, and I just couldn't come up with any other normal stuffed animals other than bear. But well, see, if you had said a peanut, I would have considered it. Ah, you know um, that so would have been clever. That was my first thought, but, but I'm not that clever, so well, it worked out for me. So five to four, <laughs> I take the lead again. Let's see if Ashley can tie it up again. Because we know her taking the lead is just out of the question this season, Alrighty. apparently. <laughs> all right, there is going to there was so we all know there was a second SpongeBob movie, Fish Out of Water. It was technically a sequel to this one. There is going to be a third SpongeBob movie. It will be a trilogy, and that is slated to come out on August second of which year? 2018, 2019, 2020, or 2021? Okay, let me think. I feel like 2021 is just too far into the future for this to be planned. Like, that, that, the show might not even be on anymore, right? Um, Don't say that. I said might. Um, even 2019. But I'm trying to think of when the last movie came out. You know what? Screw it. 2019, final answer. That is correct. Correct. We don't get to hear our new wrong audio this week, but that's okay. <laughs> well nice. done. Good work, good work, team. We like I've said this has been a good round of trivia, a good season of trivia. Um, for sure, go I off. apologize for doing two year questions in a row, but I don't know. I had to really scrape from the bottom of the barrel for this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, we we get it done. All right, let's move on to our conclusion with our fun fact Twitter poll and a preview for next week. What the scallop? I'm a goofy goober. Our fun fact this week is, of course, related to the movie, and it's that for the filming of this movie, David Hasselhoff actually had to have a body prop that was just sort of a, you know, a physical rendition of himself, and he uh, he took a picture with it. It's pretty great. Uh, maybe <laughs> we'll maybe we'll post it along with this episode or something. Yeah, I don't know. We'll but do. It's That's, it's so funny, and so it's basically just when he's a boat. Yes, there's a body prop, because... and I wonder if they, like, shop his face on when he's talking to them. I don't know how that worked. Movie magic, honestly. Every time I see any way that a visual effect works, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm like, I have no clue how any of that works, yeah. All right, our Twitter poll this week is uh, the, the movie begs the question and never really fully answers it. Is SpongeBob a man or a boy? Yeah, I think I think this is a f- fair answer one way or the other, and I think... 
you know, I don't even think it would be insulting to call him a boy, if that's your answer. But I think I think there's some validity to both. Uh, next right. week, we will be discussing fine dining. You know, the, the classier people that we are. Uh, thanks so much, Allison at Allie the Writer, for giving you uh, us some suggestions. We loved a lot of them, but we decided to go with this one. It's got some great episodes lined up in there. And uh, for all of you listening... Please uh, keep sending in your suggestions. We've gotten them from a few people now, and it really is exciting to, you know, give you guys what you want. And you guys have come up with really unique ideas we never would have thought of, and it gives us a break so we can put all of our creative energy into discussing the episodes. Because sometimes, I don't know, I look at that calendar of... Pod, upcoming podcast and I'm like Ashley I just don't know like what do we do next are we like every couple of weeks I'm like I think we're finally out of ideas and then of course there's always a million more yes so thanks guys for helping keep the show alive and keep it fresh too so. totally well thank you guys so much for tuning in we'll see you next time